This is Eat and Drink, the mini episode, hosted by Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. Some mature content and language may come up, so consider yourself warned. Now, get ready for Eat and Drink. All right, this is a mini episode. Hello, I'm everyone. Marco Timpano. I'm Ali Hassan. Nice to have you here. Uh, Marco, why don't you start with our special announcement? All right. So we've been getting some great feedback from listeners who are trapped at home because of this pandemic. People are listening. People are loving it. They're even loving you, Ali, on our on our podcast, Come if on. you can believe it. Yeah. Yeah. So as a sort of thank you or as a sort of way to fill our time and hopefully yours, we're going to be releasing two episodes a week. So that on Mondays, you'll get like a mini episode. And on Thursdays, you'll get sort of our regular episode mixed in with some special episodes and whatnot. Double double the show. And, and let, let me ask you this. You've been reading a lot of the emails. Have there been any requests for me to just sort of go solo on my own without you? Has that come uh, come down the No. In, in, in fact, they're like, why... Why doesn't Ali talk when Marco's shaking the drink or doing stuff where his is that focus what is? Saying? Yeah, that's what they're saying. That's you know what? what? They're... I apologize for that. Mostly, what I'm doing, it's really it's Schadenfreude. I'm waiting for this buffoon to just spill <laughs> everything everywhere. So I watch like a like a, like it's a train wreck because on that's usually what happens. Ice is going places and things are spilling, and I'm like, here it is, here it is, it's coming. And then uh, more than more often than doesn't more often than not you disappoint me you don't spill oh, there stuff. you go yeah so so maybe don't on, don't disappoint our listeners don't disappoint our listeners and actually talk during that you segment got it, bud. you got oh, it All right. uh, the other the other thing I want to say before we go into our okay. mini episode okay. is we got a lot of listeners people are listening during these times I'm asking them to rate and review us give us a five star review on iTunes because that helps. I don't know what it does, to be honest with you, but it gets us in an algorithm on iTunes and more people listen. And I'm I'm reaching out to the people of Round Lake, Illinois, who listen, because we've got a lot of people who are listening in Round Lake. Uh, give us some love and rate and review us. And that's all I'm going to say there, Ali. All I don't right. know if you've, if you've been to Round Lake. Uh, I haven't. Illinois. I've been up and down Illinois, not, not Round Lake. Not yet is what I'm going to say. Maybe there's a home for me there. There's something. Right, right to us around. Like, tell us what's good. What do you got? What do you got? Let it entice us. Once this is over, we'll be jonesing for travel. And listen, uh, you ask what people are uh, are asking, right? Um, or what people are saying to us. Uh, we're be- we've been getting a lot of like requests with regards to liquor. So they want an episode of Limoncello. They want me to talk about liquor forty three. I don't even know if we get that here in Canada or in Ontario. But I'm going to do my best to sort of source it out and figure it out. And uh, we got some things on the go from based on people like, I'd love to hear an episode on this or how about an episode on that? Uh, and we're working on getting guests once we figure out how to get three people remotely in our uh, <laughs> virtual studio. You're the tech guy, buddy. Hurry up and figure this out, huh? That's the saddest part. The word, it is so sad. You've learned the word algorithm. Now, now from, <laughs> now, from here on in, uh, the world's your oyster. There's nothing you can't do, bud. Um I'm going to jump into our mini right now. It's yeah, very it. much tied to these requests you're getting for uh, for a special requests for booze that can be used and, and ingredients that can be used in drinks. I am drinking a fair amount. And by okay. fair amount, I want to say uh, actually an unfair amount as far as my body is concerned. I know this is a very common thing. Uh, here's here's where my head is right now, brother. I'm I'm about to take 10 days off of booze. Uh, oh wow! Starting tomorrow, going ten days, and the reason is because m- most days I wake up with some level of hangover, 
and that's fine. Uh, you know, I'm an old pro. I can handle a, yeah, a, sure. a wee hangover. But but there's there has there's not even any buzz the night before anymore. So I'm not even getting it's 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 like I get the punishment without without having the fun. Right. This right. because I'm drinking so much that my tolerance is up. And I know this is very, you know, sales are going through the roof at, at all the liquor stores. And I heard something. This was in March. This would have been March, last week of March. There was a, um, a, a doctor from CAMH. CAMH is the Center for Addiction and Mental Health. And here as Ontario, somebody who yeah. is a specialist in that field here in Ontario, as somebody who is a specialist in, in that field, mental health and addiction, he said what you would expect him to say. He said at this time, during a pandemic, when we're being asked to stay inside, the best thing you can do for yourself is if you have liquor in the house, you pour it down the sink. And my wife and I were like, easy, buddy, you know, yeah. stick a sock in it, suck an right. egg, do whatever you right. got to do. Don't ever say those words again. Booze is all we got. Sure. But now I've come to a point where I've, uh, you know, I, I, I took it's all we got to another level that is making me uncomfortable. So okay. I, I, you know, it, it, it's interesting because you know it, people were debating at the beginning: is liquor an essential service? Because if you drive by a beer store or a liquor store, and yes, for our listeners in the U.S., they're probably saying, "What is that?" Here in our province of Ontario, they sort of separate where you can buy the liquor and the beer. Now we have them in grocery stores, but if you drive by those locations where they sell booze of any shape or form, there's a line of people, you know, an hour deep waiting to get. Every single day, I have to live between uh, both those locations, and there's a lot of people who are going in to buy uh, this product for themselves. And there is that question: Is it an essential service, or is it not? And during tough times through history, people have turned to certain things like booze. Hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that that it's a, it's a good thing or a bad thing, but this is just sort of the reality. So, uh, to your point, that's what I've seen going on, and the debate has been. Is this an essential service? Do we need to get the people who work in those stores to face people who might have uh, COVID-19? Or can we cut off this service and, and not have it? It's a good question. Um, cut off is, is too strong. That's not even what okay. I'm asking. I think I'm asking, when would you think... And it's funny that I ask you because I've had uh, I've had strong, you know, bourbon forward cocktails at 10 in the morning yeah. at your place when we've been able to be together. So you're probably the very the, the worst guy to ask this question. of. But when is um, when is, uh, you know, drinking too much? When do you take a break? When do you when do you pull back? And I ask you this as a guy who has a certain level of expertise in the industry and, you know, and being in the industry sometimes. You know, it's funny. People are like, I don't know what day it is, but I've been in industries where we really don't know what day it is. Restaurant and, and, and beverage are like, man, I can't keep track of days because you always do the same thing. Tuesday night, we're drinking. Saturday night, we're drinking. In right. fact, Saturday, we might drink a little less because we worked so hard. And by the time it's time for us to drink, we don't have that much time. And um, so I don't know. What, what what are your thoughts on that? When do you pull Okay, so, so a couple things, right? When I've worked as a bartender, and people would come in and drink to excess on a special occasion. That's one thing. You would, I would get people in in restaurants who would just come in or in the bars I worked and just pound back, pound back, pound back alcohol until they couldn't function. And they would do this multiple times during the week, right? And that's when you have a bit of a problem. Now, I see what you're saying that during these times, you know, at a certain point, what else is there to do than to reach for something, whether that be, you know, the television, Netflix, 
maybe it's alcohol, maybe it's some sort of drug. Um, and one could see how that could sort of fall into excess, right? My my suggestion is this. It's like, do your best to really see what you're doing. And if it is hitting that tipping point where it's like, you know, I'm sort of hitting that line where it's more more than it should be. And I'm not in university where I can bounce back or when the the next day I feel like I can function. Like you were describing, it's like I I the next day I don't have that sort of fun buzz anymore. I just feel I just feel the effects of it. Right. And that's, I say hats off to you that you're going to do this whole 10 or whatever you're calling it, yeah. where you're taking 10, day, 10 days off. Right. Um, my, my look at it is this, this is an opportunity for you to do things you wouldn't necessarily do with alcohol. So rather than just sit back and hit, hit two ounces of bourbon and then another two ounces of bourbon, maybe take the time to make it into something else. And that becomes your treat for the night. So I, I take something like bourbon and I'm going to make it into a different cocktail that's going to require a little bit extra work on my end. And so I'm less likely to do it a second or third time because it's like, I got to go get egg whites. I got to go get, um, you know, cherry juice or whatever the hell it is, lemon juice and, and do that. Maybe, maybe start looking at alcohol as this treat where you're going to really prepare it as you would a, a fine meal during these times. That's what I'm doing, to be honest with you. I'm, I make myself one cocktail every once in a while, and I really, you know, put all my love and soul in that. I'm not just cracking open some vodka and pouring it in a glass. That's not for me, but I'm making myself some some sort of treat I've never had before. I think that's actually great advice. I didn't think you'd have something smart to say, but but that's not bad at all because, you know, not only do I feel bad in the mornings, I feel less productive throughout the day. There's also another element of... I have young kids and they're going to remember this time. They're not so young that they won't remember this. This is, this is part of their memories. And it's going to be like, Oh, I remember the pandemic. And part of the pandemic was my father reaching for a bottle of something uh, at some various points in the day. Sometimes it was earlier. So, you know what I mean? So I, I don't like the, the optics on this for that. And I also don't like that we're creating new habits. Why do my wife and I have to watch Netflix with a bottle of wine? Why do sure. I have to do a Zoom call with friends with the tequila out? It's like every, it's, these are new associations I'm creating that are going to last if I don't reel them in. So I think that is great. I think, you know, I, I, I do love making a cocktail. I don't do it often enough. But uh, but yeah, margarita. I like the idea. Like, it's, there's an excitement that builds. Okay, we're juicing some fresh limes. We're making this. We're making that. I'm making my own margarita mix, for example. You know, that's one sure. of the ones I go for. Um, I think that's the way to do it, rather than pop open a beer, pop open a wine, and maybe pick vodka, a, as you said, pick a dry day. Pick pick two like. I always say Tuesdays and Thursdays, great dry days. They bo both days of the week start with tea. Those are the days that I'm not going to drink or I'm going to drink less. Mm -hmm. I'll have one drink on a Tuesday and one drink on a Thursday. And then the rest of the week, I'll go back to what I'm sort of uh, accustomed to. Yeah, I'm kind of an Just all or suggestion. nothing guy. I think. Okay. You, you're, you're, you're not the type of person to exercise restraint unless you're on some sort of weird program of 10 days, 30 days. I know. It Sounds like I have a problem, doesn't it? I uh, Well, here's what happens. I, restraint is great. And then Monday... No booze. Tuesday, one drink. Wednesday, three drinks. Right. And by Thursday, I'm back into it again. And it's I forgot everything I promised myself on Sunday. I guess know yourself. Know what know what limits you, you can do and do your best to try to uh, attain them during this time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not ready to admit that I have a problem. I don't know if I do. I'm going to say I don't, but if you do, I'm uh, by no means trying to make light of it. Uh, in fact, I'm trying to spend 10 days kind of like, you know, breaking these new associations that I'm creating. If you feel like you have a problem, 
there are organizations you can reach out to. There's a lot of resources for you. Sure. And, uh, you can email us privately and, uh, and, and I can help you. I have some friends who've, uh, who've gone through various programs and, and we can, you know, help you in any way we can. There you go. Um, listen, I wish you the best during these 10 days. Well, it's I... so great that I don't get to see you. Right, because having you a foot away from me and and when and not drinking that always uh, that always burned a little bit. And you know I've done that those thirty day programs that you're talking about, right? You're making great totally. drinks in front of me, and you're like looking at me like you son of a bitch. Do you really have to do this? And yeah, I did. Yeah, and now and then we'll see we'll see what these ten days mean for for you and our listeners. Uh, listen, I'll also try to do episodes where they won't be alcohol based because it is eat and drink. It doesn't mean eat and drink alcohol. I can do some interesting things with, uh, I don't, I don't know, watermelon juice or some, some shit like that. I'll figure something out. I'll make you a drink. That's a, uh, you know, a mocktail, if you will, a virgin cocktail, something that will satisfy, uh, quench your thirst, but not give you the sort of punch, uh, from booze. Okay, good. I still won't be able to try it, of course, uh, for, for a few months probably, but the fact that you're making it uh, may help some people to think about some other options. Listen, you can't follow a recipe. I'll give you the recipe. I'm not the type of person who who okay. doesn't put an, a recipe up on their show notes because they forget. I'm not saying who that is. I'm not pointing fingers. Show notes are all up to date, sir. Thank you for calling me out on that. Um, this has been a mini episode. I hope you are. This this was an episode devoted devoted to to health, health and and sanity. And if. Uh, you know, you're hey, drinking to a point it, where both of those are compromised or either of those are compromised. That, that's not great. Ali, before we go, I also want to sort of tiptoe in the fact that during these times, people are also indulging in food and eating chips and chocolates in great excess. I have a friend who was like, I've, I, I've never been a fan of chips. I've eaten more chips <laughs> because I'm stuck at home than I have in my entire lifetime. So well, I'm going to put this, I'm going to put this back on you before you exit so gracefully from this episode. What about the people who are like facing the fact that, you know, they're ravenous for stuff that's not good for them and they're not getting out and, and being able to exercise like they used to. In other words, they're becoming fat doughboys like me at home. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, I'm, that's what's happening to me too. And I find when I drink, I do get these sort of munchies. So all the snacks are coming out and I'm finding I'm spending more time in the snack aisle. Um, my daughters, they'll just bury their head in a cupboard and like shove sure. crackers, not even with anything, just just to feel alive from the crunch of something. I don't know what they're doing in there. I mean, like unsalted premium plus style crackers, you know, just right, like right. I'm like, do you want a beverage? You're going to choke soon. They're like, no, no. We're fine. And uh, and I'm noticing it's just pervasive, you know, all ages. Uh, all, all groups, both, you know, a, a, everybody, all types of people sure. are going in hard on the snacking. And I think the one solution there is, and this sounds a little bit, uh, you know, doctory or preachy or whatever, but it's like a, a, a good supper, a, okay. very, a filling supper. When it's, when you want to reach for a snack, go for tea or water. So you're filling yourself up and sometimes it's just an emptiness in your stomach and then you have a big glass of water. And you're like, I guess I didn't really need that snack. Okay. And the other thing is getting to bed earlier really does help. I okay. find that my snacking really after 10, 11, that's when it really starts. Oh, it's and the worst, man. If you're sleeping during that time, uh, you know, can't snack while you sleep. Huh? Right, huh? right, right. Hey, listen, I'm going to try that hot tea tip. 
and have a tea because I'm watching a lot of British uh, shows, Broadchurch and British design shows and stuff you like that. Will. Listen, what are you watching these days? <laughs> Anything that comes my way. Anything okay. that comes my way. I'm not even picky. It's all have for you, a quote unquote research. You know? Have you seen Broadchurch? I haven't. All right, start watching that, my friend. Okay, one episode. The, I'll give you. I'll give you one. If they hook me, I'm in. The British version with Olivia Coleman. Watch that one. There's an American version too. I haven't seen that one, but the pilot of that, I think it'll hook you. Okay. Pour yourself, make yourself a tea. Steep yourself a tea tonight, yes, and yes. watch it, and you let me know. All right. Thanks a lot, bud. All right. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this serious episode. Jesus. Like I didn't think it was going to take such a serious tone, man. Uh, Sometimes uh, somebody might have a problem. A friend might have a problem. Maybe you could be a little bit sympathetic. What do you think of that? Well, usually my problem is you. So like during these times, I see what you're saying. I have my own problem. (laughs) Okay. Right. I wish you best of luck with that, my friend. And we'll see you on, on, so we'll see you on Monday of next week. And on Thursday of next week, because we're going to do double episodes now. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Twice a week. Coming to you twice, Mondays and Thursdays every week. See you soon. See you. Until we eat and drink again. That was Eat and Drink, the mini episode with Ali Hassan and Marco Timpano. If you have a topic, cocktail, food item, or segment for what's in Marco's mouth, email us at podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Again, that's podcasteatdrink at gmail.com. Until the next one, forks up.